With Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting. A wind advisory remains in effect for the entire broadcast area until 9 o'clock tonight. Expect southeast winds gusting up to 50 miles an hour at times. Use extra caution when driving, especially if you're operating a high-profile vehicle. Shell Rock Soy Processing has received an Iowa Venture Award titled Outstanding Business of the Year by the Iowa Area Development Group and its Rural Electric Cooperative Partners. The company purchased nearly 100 acres in the Butler Logistic Park near Shell Rock to be the site of a startup soybean processing facility. The Shell Rock Complex is now commissioning and will soon be ramping up to full operation. The facility will crush 40 million bushels of soybeans annually, producing 800,000 tons of soybean meal for livestock markets and more than 400 million pounds of soybean oil. SRSP will unload more than 3,000 truckloads of soybeans per month. They will employ 50 to 60 people when fully operational. The Iowa Venture Awards go to individuals and organizations in recognition of their significant contributions to Iowa's economy through an entrepreneurial leadership, innovation, and the creation of job opportunities. The Iowa Farm Service Agency, or FSA, is offering a new approach to recruiting agricultural leaders who want to become county executive directors. Iowa FSA will open job announcements later this month to the County Office Executive Director Training Pilot Program. The goal of this program is to incentivize more candidates to compete for positions in the training program by reducing the relocation distance someone might have to accept uh, compared to if they graduated from the traditional CEDT program. Now, under the CEDT program that is currently used across the country, candidates are expected to relocate within their state when the training program is complete. In Iowa, that could mean needing to relocate up to six hours away from an applicant's current location. The new Iowa CEDT pilot program breaks Iowa into four quadrants, allowing candidates to apply for positions that are closer to home and not requiring a potential relocation across the entire state. For more information, contact your local FSA office. Yesterday afternoon, the Hampton Police Department arrested 47-year-old James Wenzel of Hampton, who was wanted on two Franklin County warrants. One was for failing to appear from the original charge of fifth-degree theft. The other one was for failing to appear from the original charge of possession of marijuana. Yesterday, the Franklin County Board of Supervisors reviewed the fund balance for the public health department and discussed transferring funds to bring the balance up to the recommended amount. A budget amendment will be completed to correct this. In other business, the Franklin supervisors approved a lease agreement with North Iowa Community Action and met with Les Ballard, who discussed the Veterans Affairs Department, the board's role, and the future of the department to continue to grow and develop it. Last night, the Cal School Board said January 12, 2023, as a date to hold a public hearing on a resolution to redraw the director district boundaries. In other business, the Cal Board awarded a bid to Iowa Falls Glass to replace the windows in the southeast classrooms in the middle wing, and the Cal School Board approved a one-year agreement with the KD Business Technologies for phone support on the district's phone system. The Hampton-Dumont School Board tomorrow will hold a special meeting and will consider a recommendation made by the superintendent the change in the language in the previously approved early retirement package. The Hampton-Dumont School Board special meeting is tomorrow at noon, 12 p.m. 
and will be available to the public via Zoom. Some lakes and ponds in North Iowa already have ice thick enough to support ice fishing, while elsewhere you can still see open water. Joe Larshide, chief of the Iowa DNR Fisheries Bureau, says it's early in the season and Iowans who love ice fishing have to be patient or head north. He says Iowans are a hardy people and despite the frigid temperatures, they love ice fishing. He calls the sport the great equalizer. You don't need special equipment. Uh, using the maps that are online on our DNR website, you can find the habitat and the deep water spots and all that stuff in ponds. You don't need a boat. You can go right out to those spots, use your phone you know, to find the exact spot, drill a hole, and you're right on top of the fish. It's uh, still technically fall as the first day of winter this year is December 21st. Especially when it's this early, ice anglers need to make sure safety is their top priority. And there are a few simple rules to follow. Go out with a person that you know and trust and drill a lot of holes as you venture out onto the ice and verify it's at least four to six inches thick of clear, hard ice. Um, I personally won't go out until it's six inches, but four inches of clear, hard ice is considered safe. And he's quick to add no ice is 100% safe, while new ice is usually stronger than old ice. The DNR says river ice is 15% weaker than lake ice, while ice with a bluish color is safer than clear ice. Orshaid says ice anglers should never go out alone and always let someone know where you're going and when you will return. It's good to have a, a throwable, uh, you know, inflatable thing so you can, you know, if you do fall through, you won't sink. And you know, a rope that a buddy can toss you in case something happens. The DNR recommends a minimum of four inches of clear ice for fishing and at least five inches for snowmobiles and ATVs. Larshide also suggests wearing a life jacket, bringing a whistle to call for help, and an extra set of clothes, including gloves. One year ago Thursday, a derecho struck the state of Iowa and adjacent states. Today on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker Program, we will look back on this historic event with Andrew Ansorgi of the National Weather Service in Des Moines. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker Program airs weekdays during the noon hour, on KLMJ with archive programs available under the news tab at radioonthego.com. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.